Hey guys, I just want to put a quick warning here that in this episode, we have a detailed and heavy discussion on surviving R. Kelly and child predators. If you are sensitive to these topics or simply do not wish to listen, please skip forward from about 22 minutes to 47 minutes, or feel free to skip this entire episode. Thanks. Welcome to the Lit Flicks podcast. This is our mini episode, Lit Bits. In these episodes, we will discuss any current events and things we've been reading or watching outside of our normal schedule. These episodes are explicit, but we will do our very best to avoid spoilers. I'm Casey. I'm Abby. Tonight, I am drinking a margarita. Ooh, you made that on your own? I did make it on my own, and on our Instagram, I posted lovely pictures of my beautiful dinosaur shot glass that I got at a museum here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I really like it. It has T-Rex inside of it. Oh, my son would love that shot glass. I love it. I caught him drinking out of one of my shot glasses the other day. Oh. It was just Alcohol? it was just water. It's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I lined him up with whiskey. He was downing him one after the other. I caught him on number 10. <laughs> no. Although, uh, anyway, never mind. <laughs> um, no. He, it sounds worse when you say never mind. I know. I was just going to say something like, I'm sure that will be him in like, you know, 20 years. I'm drinking one of your faves. I'm drinking uh, vodka soda with extra lime. Ooh, that is my fave. Yeah, it's like a LaCroix, LaCroix. Oh, yeah. Cranberry lime Mm -hmm. with lime. Cool. Super good. Very refreshing. Hydrating. Mm -hmm. Good for the skin. I have some news from the book and movie world. My first one, the excellent Grisha verse, uh, Shadow and Bone. Whoa, the what now? What, the what? It's (laughs) it's from the Grisha series. What's Grisha? It's a whole series of amazing books. So Netflix is doing Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows. Oh, got it. Okay. And that will be coming out, I think don't know when but they announced they are doing them and i'm so excited about this that's really cool is it it's movies not a series it's a series a television series i think it'll be a limited series okay uh i think they announced six episodes i want to say don't quote me on this i could be wrong cool i'm very excited for it you read that right yes nice And I actually thought about reading it again and doing a recommendation on one of our lit bits. That would be super fun. You should do it. Yeah. In all your... I'll add it. I set myself a very big goal this year. And so I'm going to... I'm really going to try. I'm... The way I have it figured out, I'm going to read like 52 books this year. Ah, that's really... A book a week. I mean, good for you. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I could do you it. You can. You can. I'm going to try. Of anybody in the world that can, it's you. I know, but sometimes, like, some of the books I'm not super excited about. And they drag? Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. But I'm going to try. I have one piece of news. So this has been a potential series since 2017. Nothing's happened with it until now. Okay. But Ryan Murphy just announced that they're going to begin shooting in a couple weeks. It's the origin story for Nurse Ratchet, which do you know what that is? Uh, yes. It's the nurse, the like villain from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. So, um, it was just confirmed. So Ratchet, I, what? Like in my head, I hear people saying, "Oh, she's a nurse Ratchet," but I don't right. know that. So Ratchet is, and here's the thing is, I've always heard it pronounced Ratchet, but it's it's spelled Ratchet. So in my mind, I want to say Ratchet. Ratchet is an origin story beginning in 1947, which will follow the character played by Sarah Paulson. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, the character's journey and evolution from nurse to full-fledged monster. 
The series will track her murderous progression through the mental health care system. Nurse Ratchet first appeared in Ken Kesey's seminal 1962 novel, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, as the main antagonist, a cruel and manipulative psychiatric nurse who tortured the men under her care. I would really like to do that on the show. I know. I think it would be so cool to do the book and the movie ahead of the series release. Oh, yeah. So the book's considered a modern classic, and it was Louise Fletcher's performance as Nurse Ratchet in 1975 that cemented the character as one of the as one of film's greatest villains. She ranked number five on AFI's 100 Years, 100 Heroes and Villains Countdown, and Fletcher won a Best Actress Oscar for her role. That's amazing. In addition to a BAFTA and a Golden Globe. Super cool. So Sarah Paulson will be joined by an all-star cast, including Sharon Stone, Cynthia Nixon, Finn Whitrock, Whitrock, John John Brion. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. <laughs> I really like that name. John John Brion, uh, Charlie Carver, <laughs> Judy Davis, Harriet Harris, Hunter Parrish, Amanda Plummer, and Carrie Stoll. Um, Netflix has already ordered two seasons, 18 episodes, and it's set to premiere sometime this year. So I'm really excited about that. That's very cool. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. Although it was said back in 2017 that it was supposed to premiere in 2018. So we will see what happens. But Ryan Murphy did announce on his Instagram that shooting is supposed to begin in a couple weeks. So I think that's a little bit more concrete evidence that it's actually going to happen now. Yes, I look forward to that yeah and I definitely want to do that book before the series release that would be awesome all right they are making a new movie for Dune oh and I am so excited about this Dennis Villanueva is directing and he directed Arrival Blade Runner 2049 and Sicario Mm. I loved all of those cool it's gonna have Timothy Chalamet I don't know if I'm saying that right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, David Batista, and Stellan Skarsgård. Was Timothy in Beautiful Boy? Yes. Okay, yeah. David Batista is in Guardians of the Galaxy. You probably know him from that. He's Drax. I've only seen that movie once. All right. Anyway, <laughs> everybody else knows who he is. Yes. The director has said that he is going to update this movie and it's going because i guess star wars is taken partially from the story of dune oh so this is going to be star wars for adults nice and i am very very excited for this looking forward to it i can't wait to do an episode on it that will be cool how long is that book i don't know okay (laughs) give me plenty you're excited okay i'm excited for you too i mean i'm excited for it (laughs) sure you are (laughs) no i am that'll be really cool I love sci-fi stuff. So do I. How do you feel about all these remakes? I mean, I think if they're done well, like if somebody goes into this project as a super passion project, Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for that. Like, I think you have to really be passionate about the subject. Yeah. Like you had to have loved the original. Oh, I could do this better. Yeah. Like, I want you to have this burning in your soul. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. The other thing is like, because I keep seeing them all popping up and I'm like, fuck, can you just leave it alone, please? I don't know how I feel, for example, about the remake of Rebecca. There's going to. When is that happening? I believe this year, maybe next year. And Fuck off. Army, leave it alone. Army Hammer is going to be in it. No. I'm yelling. I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) That's just leave it alone. Get a new retell it a different way. But don't fucking remake it all the time. Come on. Kids. People need to learn how to appreciate the original for what it is instead of having to like. I'm sorry. I'm getting really angry. (laughs) If you have a burning desire like you have loved Rebecca all your life and this is your passion to make a new one. Excellent. I stand behind you. But if they did such a great job in the beginning, why do we need another one? Why not tell a different story? New technology, new graphics. I don't know. Yeah, but The Hobbit sucked and all they... I don't even want to talk about The Hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) That movie makes me so mad. Don't even get me started on The Hobbit Is that opening a wound? A nerd wound? Yes. Like, I have never... (laughs) 
wanted to like a movie and fallen asleep more in a movie i swear it took me 10 times to watch the hobbit i fell asleep in the theater it was terrible okay it's traumatic i can tell by the look on your face you're so upset i i don't want to talk about the hobbit (laughs) okay we won't talk about the hobbit the hobbit technically i mean it wasn't a remake anyway i'm just saying that technology doesn't equal good no it does not um like i said though if if this is like your burning passion you grew up with a love for this material and now you are a great director a great screenwriter Mm -hmm. i stand behind you that's true and since rebecca was a book and so is dune it's like you can interpret the book differently if it's a good book anyway. Here's another one. They are making another version of Turn of the Screw this year. That one I don't understand. Also, the Les Mis remake that Lily Collins is in. I haven't watched it, but why do we need yet another one? These are the things that I don't know that we need another one. There's so many versions of the Turn of the Screw. Right. And as we already discussed... The innocence was beautiful. The innocence was beautiful. Here's the thing. I just... The other thing is, like, yes, I do want these stories told to a new generation also. And I don't know if new generations always gravitate toward the older versions of something. That's true. I just... I I don't know my what my point is. It just freaks me out, all these remakes. I don't know. Some things I feel should be left alone. Like Rebecca, because I love that movie. Uh, I don't think they should make another Clan of the Cave Bear. Please don't. Ron Howard, put that one to bed. Thank you. (laughs) I know I said I stood behind that project on Lifetime, but I don't. Well, that's the other thing. That was our first episode. We didn't know what the fuck to say. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) All right. Uh, my last thing that I wanted to share with everyone, we have started a book club on Goodreads. I am very excited about this. It has all of our upcoming books. We would love to connect with other readers. If you're interesting, if you're interested in some discussions, polls, reading along, it's called the Litflix Podcast Book Club because that's our name. <laughs> Creative. Um, there is a link on our website. It is at the litflixpodcast.com that's the l-i-t-f-l-i-x podcast.com and i would love to meet some of you guys share our love of books with you talk about what we're reading get suggestions get your your opinions yeah get have suggestions because that is one of our goals on this show is we don't only want to share our opinions it would be really fun to like read some other people's thoughts on the books yeah and we don't only want to read like what's in our comfort zone I really do want to be pushed and I really want everyone to push Abby (laughs) into the romance genre it doesn't have to be into romance, just out of horror. Yeah. Oh, I bought a horror book the other day. I'm really excited about it. Shocking. It's called Sour Candy. I can't wait to read it. Of course you It's did. a novella. Sorry. I'm excited to hear about it on our lipids. Okay. I'll tell you all about it. All right. So, yes, please join us. I would I like that very much. Join our book cult. Yes, because we are a cult. I'm just kidding. I'm going to talk about R. Kelly, and so it's in my mind. Okay. First of all, I have a correction to make because I screwed up on last lip bit, so I hold hold on R. Kelly. Okay. That is a deep dive. What'd you fuck up on? I screw. You were talking about the new Little Women coming up, and I said, I'm so excited, and I screwed up a name so bad. I think I said Sawarsi or some horrible thing. Her name is Sersha Ronan. That's how you say her name. I looked it up because I... It was bugging you? No, and I felt horrible not knowing. Sersha. Sersha. Is that like Gaelic? Yes, she says she may pronounce it wrong because people in Ireland pronounce it differently, but that is how she pronounces her name. Here's the thing. If that bitch can't pronounce her own name right, (laughs) you don't have to hold yourself to very high of a standard. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, I screwed it up real bad. I had no idea how to say it. I feel I think like I said Sawarsi or something. I think you said Sosi, and I think what you did was you took like the first letters and like the last <laughs> two letters, and you were like, "That works." I didn't know if it was Sorsi or <clears throat> anyway. Did I really get it right? Is it Gaelic? I think it is Gaelic. That makes me so happy. I'm so it's- smart. Sersha Ronan. Sersha. So that's pretty. I apologize, Sersha. I like your name very much, and I'm sorry I messed it up. I love her. She's the best. I do like her a whole lot. I need to watch every movie she's in. I really want to do Lovely Bones someday. I actually, the one and only time I went to an early screening of a movie was that movie. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes, I went and saw it before it was released. Because you read the book. Because I read and loved yep. the book, I went and saw it at the Lloyd Center Mall Theater. Nice. Um, yep. The other thing, I think they're making a series based on that movie she was in called Hannah. I remember that movie. I don't think I realized that was her. Yeah, that's totally her. I'll, hmm. I mean, I could be talking out of my ass. I don't know for sure if the series <laughs> is based on that movie, but it has the same name, okay. so it probably is. I like her very much. I really still need to watch Lady Bird. That's my goal for this week is to watch Lady Bird. You should do it. Sersha Ronan. Sersha. That's such an easy name. It's so easy. Why did (laughs) it's spelled so differently? Well, the name Siobhan, too, is spelled really oddly. I actually really love how that is spelled and said I almost like I pushed to name Sydney that oh that's so cool (laughs) because I really love it it's a beautiful name just spelled weird anyway those Gaelic people I like it very much wait can people be Gaelic or do they just speak Gaelic they're Irish people who speak Gaelic right yeah thank you it's not offend an entire nation well it's not so much about offending as it is about being right or wrong so <laughs> I don't know if that was right, but okay. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. All right. Uh I know I've been talking a lot, but I'm going to do one more thing before you get into your R Kelly thing. You talk all you want. That's why we're here. I have a book and a movie rec- or a book and a show recommendation, so I'm going to do my book recommendation and then you have the floor and then I'll finish with a lighthearted piece that's not about teenagers. Okay, teenage rape. Wait, it is about teenagers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it's not about child rape. It has no. Okay. Okay. I'm glad you had to think about that. that. That's awesome. Well, there I can't talk about it. Yet. Okay, go. My book recommendation, the book that I read this week to move me towards my 52 books this year is The Boy on the Bridge by M.R. Carey. Mr. Carey. By Mr. Carey, who I enjoy very much. This is the prequel to The Girl with All the Gifts. Mm, So exciting to hear about this. We join the Rosalind Franklin at the start of their mission. (gasps) Are you serious? Oh, I need to read this. Okay, go ahead. We get to meet this 15-year-old child prodigy who may or may not be autistic. And he is the one who invented the e-blocker. And he discovers the child hungries for the first time. What? There's all kinds of amazing things. There's possibly a political coup happening at Beacon. There are shady characters pushing them towards destruction. I don't want to spoil anything. I like this book very much. It answered some questions that I walked away from the first novel with. There are some morality issues in this book that I enjoy. I have some slight issues with the epilogue, but I don't want to get into that and spoil anything for anyone. If you have read it, I would love to hear your thoughts. And please reach out to me on social media or email me. I would love to talk about this. I would love to hear what people have to say about it, too, especially since I haven't read it. But like mm-hmm. that sounds like such a great place to like take like show where the origin came from, like the story came from. I want to know what happened to Beacon. This is definitely a prequel and it leads up to these events. Was it published after Girl with All the Gifts? It was. Okay, yes. that's kind of fun too though. I like that. I think it has the normal prequel issues. Okay. I don't know what those are, but okay. I mean, if you do, if you have a book and you're like, here's the big question of the book, 
but you answer it in that you can't go back and still have the same suspense oh gotcha do you know what i'm saying i think i do yeah anyway i i didn't love this book the same way that i loved the girl with all this with all the gifts but i would highly recommend it for anyone wanting more it's really cool and i loved that story so much that to see it kind of like pre like the origin of it is so cool and it's nice that you get more so yeah i might read that one Thank you, Mr. Carey. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Carey. I enjoy your writing, please. I He has some other books that I really want to read because evidently I really like him. So you're a Mr. Carey fan. That's cool. Evidently, I'm a big Mr. Carey fan. That's awesome. I like him too. <laughs> go read this book if you haven't and read this first if you haven't read The Girl with All the Gifts. I wish I could go back in time and do that now. I wish I could go back in time and do that. Because then you would feel so fucking smart that, like, you know all these answers when you're reading that. Well, the epilogue throws that into question, though. You won't get the epilogue if you haven't read The Girl with All the Gifts. Oh, that makes sense because of the publishing date, then. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. But in this book, you do get glimpses of, like, Caldwell and how she doesn't get on the Rosalind Franklin, which I loved. What? You know how in The Girl Without the Gifts, Dr. Cald- Carolyn Caldwell really wanted to be on the Rosalind Franklin. She's like, oh, I helped design this. Will you find out why she didn't make it? Is it because she tortured children and vivisected them? No. Oh. They don't even know about the child's hungries when they first go out. Okay. Interesting. I would love to know so, that backstory. Yes. I You get glimpses. Nice. Which I think is great. And you get glimpses of Beacon and the political unrest there. Oh, nice. I highly enjoyed this book. Okay, I'm going to have to read it now. Okay. Okay. So that is my book number three for this year. Good job. I'm very proud of myself. Three books in and it is the 20th. The 19th. This publishes on the 20th. Yeah. Third week of January. So you're right. I'm very proud of myself for this. You're right on. I'm right on schedule. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Okay. So I watched a hugely... uh, shit this is hard because it's a huge topic it's hard to know where to start and what to say so I'm just gonna do my absolute best I watched Surviving R. Kelly and it was a very emotional experience so if you don't know Surviving R. Kelly is a I think it's a six-part documentary series on the Lifetime Network um, and it's about how R. Kelly has abused young black girls for decades and no one has done anything about it and he's still making money and making music and he's still famous and powerful what's crazy I remember reading an article probably five years ago about parents who lost their daughter to R. Kelly and I don't know how this is still a problem like somebody deal with this (laughs) somebody do something that's exactly the response that this documentary elicits I think like your jaw just and it gets worse as you continue to watch it because you're like how is this happening how is how is he not behind bars so and those parents some of those parents were actually on the on the series and you get to see them try to locate their daughters and they're desperate they will go to any length to try and get their kids back and the police can't help them because in some instances he's not technically breaking any laws by holding them how can you not be breaking a law holding a minor they're not minors anymore they're over 18 now and so they call for a welfare check And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, nobody will answer the door. We can't go in. And the parents are standing there like, I haven't spoken to my daughter in three years. And you're telling me it's our justice system is fucked. And it makes me so angry. So I'll get into a little bit more about that later. But um, actually, I'll get into a lot more about it later because there was one thing that happened that I was just blown away. So the interviews included journalists, people who worked for R. Kelly, his family members, and psychologists, in addition to women who were victimized by him. Also, Tarana Burke, the founder of the Me Too movement. And I really had a lot of respect for her because she used the correct 
vernacular to talk about this. She was like, this is a video of a grown man urinating on a child. Like, no. Right. And it's like, why aren't we no. using these words? Because we're we're talking about, oh, it's underage sex. No, it's fucking no. it's fucking rape. Right. So um, John Legend was the only actual celebrity that spoke on the documentary, from what I remember. And when one news out. Am I going to root for John Legend here? Because yes. Oh, okay, yes. Pre white, whatever you're about to say. I love him. Yeah, I I loved him, too. I didn't like I mean, he was great, but I didn't have like strong feelings about him. But now I'm like, can more people be like John Legend? So he was the only actual like celebrity that spoke on the documentary. And he said mm-hmm. he respected the director's work a lot. And I guess he she asked him if he wanted to do it. And he just said yes. I, I do have a question. Okay. Are people still purchasing his music going to concerts like supporting him i will get into that in a couple minutes okay so the creator of the series her name is dream Ham- dream hampton she previously told the detroit free press that she had trouble getting celebrities to participate not necessarily because they supported r kelly but because it was quote unquote messy AKA probably expensive. So she explained. What's messy about standing up for what's right and protecting children? That's a good question. So she explained it was incredibly difficult to get people who had collaborated with R. Kelly to come forward. We asked Lady Gaga. We asked Erica Badu. We asked Celine Dion. We asked Jay-Z. We asked Dave Chappelle. There are people who have been critical of him. That just makes John Legend even more of a hero for me. Lady Gaga, who talks about rape so eloquently, what the fuck? I she's one of my heroes. I love her, and I'm so disappointed by this. She did pull one of the the track that they did together. She pulled it off of um all the streaming platforms, so I don't even think you can get it anymore. But good. But still, why isn't she up in arms about this? She's up in arms about everything else. What the fuck? Everyone should be up in arms about this. I didn't know this was still going on. Like I said, I read about it years ago. That's the thing is when I remember being a kid and hearing rumors in middle school about, oh, R. Kelly's married to Aaliyah. And I'm like, so the fuck what? Who cares? Like, I. But now as an adult looking back on it, I didn't know the heinous shit he was doing. And mm-hmm. honestly, anybody who saw this happening and could stop it but didn't, they're at fault too, I think. And people in power need to speak. The And the only thing that fucking speaks in this world is money. That's why John Legend speaking is so important because he's an untainted artist. He's got a lot of followers and he's a fucking moneymaker. So that's why Lady Gaga disappoints me so much. Also Jay-Z too. Why aren't they speaking out against this? It is a clear it, right and wrong issue. It might be a legal thing. I don't know. They could get sued. Who the fuck knows? But it doesn't matter. They should still do it. They have money to burn. Um, have you said what the problem is? I don't know if you've said that. I might. Like, I know what the issue is, but. Oh, I might. I might have taken it for granted that people know. So basically okay. what's happened for since forever basically since r kelly even came onto the scene was that he started hanging out at high schools he started victimizing teenage girls some of them i think as young as 13 is what i read or heard um he married a leo when she was 15 and she lied on the certificate and said she was 18 um and so that's he's also a domestic abuser big time his ex-wife was on the documentary and she had to leave in the middle of the night with her three kids in the backseat and just go because her life and her kids lives were basically at stake at that point it was hard to watch this is not entertainment I started watching it just because I didn't know the whole story but this I was in a funk all fucking week because of the show but I had to finish it I had to know what happened I do have something else to say about this is one of the things that was mentioned in the show is that nobody's doing anything because these are black girls. And I totally agree. If these were white children, he would have been in jail from day one. Like, there's no question. There was one thing. So in 2002, R. Kelly was charged with multiple counts of child pornography over a videotape that prosecutors alleged showed him having sex with a 14-year-old girl. 
which they showed clips of the tape. It's obviously him. But he was acquitted of, acquitted of all charges in 2008 after the young woman said to be on the tape would not testify. There's also these things that are called confidential settlements, which if you're fucking breaking the law and raping children, I don't know how that's possible. But one juror interview, I wrote this down verbatim because I was so angry. I was like, why do we have juries if this is what's going to go on? So this juror said verbatim, I didn't like them. The way they dressed, they acted. I disregarded what they said. And he said that about the victims. Fuck you. Yeah, I was like, fuck you. Fuck you so hard. Like you. No, I that's I almost emailed my friend who's a, a defense attorney. And I was like thinking about asking her, what are your thoughts on like professional juries? Because if we can put fucking innocent people in jail, but we can't get a fucking child rapist behind bars, what good is our justice system? Let's convict even 1% wrongly. Yeah. And send them for the death penalty. But let a child rapist piece of fucking shit go. Yeah. And it's because you don't like how the girls dress. They're fuck you, sir. They're t- fuck you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And so, okay, there's a couple other things I have to say about this. News broke yesterday that RCA has dropped him from their label, but they did it quietly. They didn't do an announcement. All they did was scrub him from their website. Why is this not all over the place? It is now, but RCA should be. Why hasn't this been for the last since 2002? Yeah, that's a really long time. That was one thing that the documentary did mention was he let it. So notice in 2002, he was charged, but he was acquitted in 2008. He let it drag on for six years so people would forget about it. And that's exactly I what happened. I didn't even know about this until, like I said, probably five years ago. Right. And then I haven't heard anything else. Like I as I ignorantly assumed right. it had been dealt with. Dealt with, yeah. Because I assume that's what we have authorities for. Our authorities suck. Um so to, our, you know, protect children. Yeah, they don't do that, apparently. Um So RCA has dropped him, but because of streaming, he'll still have an outlet. And there was this. No. Well, listen. So um, one interview with some guy said, it says, like it or not, R. Kelly still has fans and defenders, said Bill Wordy, the director of Syracuse University's Bandier program on the music industry. There are people who love his music so much they're willing to ignore or rationalize the awful realities brought to life in the documentary, he added. And the modern music business means he still has plenty of ways to reach those people. That leads me to my next question. What about all the other fuckers who are who have done this in the past? So I agree he should be silenced, but I have a list here that I'm going to read you and it makes of all the people who have abused children not all of them there's no way it's inclusive but these are some big ones no I mean all the people on your list have abused children all of the people on my list have had sex with young girls oh shit Woody (laughs) I mean Woody Allen obviously John Lennon Jimmy Page Michael Jackson Tupac Ozzy Osbourne, Iggy Pop, Dr. Dre, Steven Tyler, David Bowie, Ted Nugent. David fucking Bowie. We idolize him. Shit. And the thing is, is it's like I read some of the statements from some of the girls that this happened. Like the one with Steven Tyler, he got the girls. She was like 13 or 14. Oh, my God. He got the girl's parents to sign over parental rights to him and he took her out of state yeah no i'm not kidding so it's like are you ever gonna listen to aerosmith again now that is my question what do we do now what do we do with that because those are what to do with that that is atrocious john lennon horrendous John, John Lennon. Lennon. He's written some of my favorite songs. Also, can I just say I'm going to have Ignition by R. Kelly stuck in my head for the rest of my life because I will not download it from anywhere. I won't contribute to that bullshit. Um, no. I did read an article from. I don't remember what it was, what uh, outlet it was from, but it said that his downloads increased by 16 percent since the thing oh happened. My God. But here's my question. Is it just people? listening to those songs to figure out who the fuck R. Kelly is 
I don't know. Because I think... here Here's my thing. Like, with the whole Michael Jackson thing, this was very prominent, prevalent growing up, and people made a million excuses. I can name people now who would still make excuses for him, but he's brilliant, but his music is brilliant, right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Can you overlook a predator because they are gifted? That is part of the, like, that's a major crux of the discussion. And I and don't know the answer. are you to make excuses for some but not others? That's my big question is, I'm sure race plays a huge part in this. Because actually Spotify did something, I think it was last year, where they did some kind of hate speech clause or something where they were like, we're going to remove tracks or artists that have this kind of language in them, but they were all, most of them were black. Or most of them were people of color. So it was so they went under fire for it. And I'm like, you shouldn't censor people. But people who are doing these horrible things also shouldn't be enabled by giving them more money. So everyone falls under this one umbrella. And what's good for one is good for all. So are you saying if you're boycotting R. Kelly, you also do Lennon, Bowie, Jackson? Part of the problem is some of those people are dead so the people does that matter well the people that are benefiting from that money now are not the perpetrators of rape so it's okay if they raped people while no so it's not okay if they did it while they're alive as long as they're not benefiting from it now like can you still respect them as an artist knowing that this is how they were as a person can you separate the artist from the from the actual person i think we're at a period of time where we have to start doing that we cannot okay, have any so tolerance anymore for it. Here's my next thing. In in books, in novels, there is rape. There is a lot of issues with children mm-hmm. that was written before, before the Me Too movement. Can you overlook that? We're not talking about fiction, though. I understand, but you're... Well, we're talking about okay. children that were actually raped on video. Are you still going to support people writing about this and putting it out there? I think art holds up a mirror to reality. And so I think it's completely different to purchase a book that talks about Game of Thrones. It's completely different to purchase that book knowing George R.R. Martin or assuming George R.R. Martin has never raped anyone than it is to purchase a song from somebody that there's video evidence of them raping a child. Okay. I think those are two totally different things because there's supposed to be a visceral reaction in the reader where you see the rape of Daenerys Targaryen. Which no one ever talks about. Nobody ever talks about it because she does eventually fall in love with her rapist. Mm -hmm. You see that happen on the page and you are supposed to feel for her. Mm-hmm. That is to elicit a response from the reader. It's not actual child rape. Okay. Also, it's not telling anybody to go out and do those things either. I hope. This brings up the other thing that we briefly talked about this week. Oh, yeah. With Jason Momoa. Yes. And a comment that he made in, I believe, 2011. Yes. And how you feel about that comment. Do you have that comment written down? I don't have it written down, but I can paraphrase it. It was he was at a Comic-Con panel in 2011. And I don't remember what the question was, but his answer was that the fantasy genre. It was about the fantasy genre being amazing or something like that, because you can rip a man's throat out with no consequences and you can rape a beautiful woman and she falls in love with you. And how... How do you feel about that statement? That statement is bullshit and he shouldn't have said it. I would have, I don't. He shouldn't have said that. I can't imagine what in your mind clicks that you think that that's a cool statement to say. No, this brings up another issue. How long do you hold statements, not actions, against people as they grow and move forward? 
I'm not the same person I was in 2011. Oh, me either. By a far cry. And I don't want you to judge who I am today by my actions of then. Granted, I never... Made a rape joke? Made a rape joke. I never... I I don't even know. Like, I I didn't do those things. Right. But I still don't want to be held to the same... Like, I don't want to be judged on who I was then as who I am as to who I am now. Here's the thing. Sorry, were you finished with your thought? Yes. Okay, here's the thing with those comments. And here's the question I have to you. If somebody came to you and said, hey, Casey, you said this really fucking douchey thing that was horrible eight years ago. What do you have to say about that? You would say, I'm really sorry. It was a horrible thing to say, and I won't do it again. I can't believe I did that. It was terrible. And that's what Jason Momoa did. Mm -hmm. So he took responsibility for it. He said he was sorry. Mm -hmm. I it wasn't okay. It's still not okay. But I don't think Jason Momoa. He was held accountable for words that he said. And that's what I'm saying. It's words that we're saying. I'm not saying actions because I have a much more difficult time getting over the actions that you've done in the past. Right. Whether or not you have changed. Exactly. Like the whole Kevin Spacey thing. Right. You you never paid a price for this. Right. And what you did is so messed up. Yeah. As opposed to, I said this horrible thing in a moment and I am so sorry for that. Yes. I have learned. I have changed. It was careless. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with you. I think those are very different things. And I'm not excusing it. What he said is so messed up. Yeah. And has effect and had an effect on the audience, I'm sure. In the moment. Yeah. But I think that you're right. I've said some really shitty things. And I'm like, God, what the fuck was I thinking when I said those things? I Thank God they're not all... on the internet. Right? I'm so happy I'm not famous. I have said things that I, even after I say them, I think, oh, my God, what? Like, I didn't mean that. It, Yeah, it came out totally and wrong. And that probably mm-hmm. came across the wrong way. Yeah. I'm not saying that's his excuse I'm saying for any normal person right I agree so and luckily not all of my fuck-ups are out there for anyone to hear at any time exactly exactly so I don't want to go on too much longer but I do have like a couple more things to say like just a couple okay so I was listening to a podcast Okay, so going back to the whole list of artists I named, that doesn't include all the purple perpetrators behind the scenes or domestic violence. And where does this leave us when you watch a documentary like Hot Girls Wanted, where it talks about how the most searched porn term is teen? That's fucking sick. It's so gross. And then I was listening to a podcast called Rosemary's Ladies. This is one you recommended to me, and they they recount like horror movies or horror plots. Um, mm-hmm. They discuss the novel It, and apparently there's fan. Okay, hold on, I wait, have... wait, wait. Let me finish. There's fanfic that ships the kids. These are children, and you're shipping them in fan fiction. I have some real issues with the book It as it stands. Yeah. So I don't even want to touch the fan fiction. Okay, we won't. I'm just saying that's a thing and people are sick. Um, And then I just want to end with this one quote because I think it sums everything up so perfectly. It is the responsibility of adults to not have sex with children. That these men intentionally preyed on women who were not yet in fact women only shows that they are abusive men driven by their egos and a desire to have someone they can control under their thumb. I actually want to broaden that statement. And it is the responsibility of adults because people overlook adult women having an affair or whatever with a teenage boy. And it is not okay. Thank you. It's fucking disgusting. They are children. It is children. not just men preying on teen girls. I feel yeah. like this goes both ways. It does. And I do not want to single out men in this because there are multiple cases of women preying on men. And that just goes back or boys. Yeah. Which is a whole other toxic masculinity thing because it's like, oh, because he was a boy, he wanted it. Ha ha ha. 
That's not true. That's a child that's being raped. Fuck off. Exactly. So. And so, sorry, I didn't mean to like take over from you. I just wanted that's to point fine. out that it's not just men preying on teen girls. This is a much broader issue. I appreciate that you brought that up because I wasn't even going into that headspace. So, yeah. This is the responsibility of adults. This shouldn't even have to be said. This shouldn't be a discussion. And it just goes back to the whole power and money and how the record labels knew about it, too. And they never do it, did anything because these people were moneymakers. Fuck all of you. Do you think we're you. at the point of time where more people are willing to step up and speak out? I have no idea. I hope so. I hope so, too. I really hope so. Everybody, if you see something, fucking say something. That's all I have yes. to say about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was intense. Okay. So on a lighter note that has a touch of darkness, <laughs> my show recommendation is Riverdale. Ooh. And what is interesting about that last conversation we had, the kids in Riverdale are supposedly sophomores in high school, which is just a ridiculous thought. That's 15 years old, right? But I believe so. But the main character, Archie, is actually having an affair with his music teacher. Ugh. And so this goes back to the responsibility of adults. Mm. And he's into it, but that doesn't change the facts. She is still a child predator. Well, yeah, because and that's the thing is when you're when a teenager is that age, they don't even have the brain development, like the physiological brain development that helps them make the proper decisions. Like you right. don't physically have the capability to make those decisions for yourself. It's up to the adults to make sure that people aren't being predators. Right. And he's not even the only child you see her with. Ew. And so it's. Yeah. That happened anyway, in Dawson's Creek, too, with Pacey and that one teacher. Which is interesting because. OK, I'll talk about that in a second. OK. OK. But so, can I say one thing real quick? Yes. Maybe we shouldn't be having 30 year olds playing high school students. <laughs> That's part of the <laughs> problem. That's true as well. Anyway, go ahead. Let's stop writing it into a plot line, though. Yeah. Let's stop showing it as something that happens and normalizing it because it should never be happening. And if it, it is should not be part of our pop culture. And it's so deeply ingrained in our pop culture. Mm-hmm. And if it especially is shown, it should be shown with, as a negative. Especially with teenage boys. Right. It's not hot, yo. No. Okay. So, uh, Riverdale. The song Hot for Teacher, I just realized. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. I actually love this show. It's very modern, but it has vintage touches, which I really like. Uh, Betty and Jughead are this show for me. Oh, Jughead. (laughs) Archie and Veronica, I don't give a crap about. It's all about Betty and Jughead. In the comics, Veronica was always my favorite because she was such a bitch. I am not a big fan of Veronica. I always I loved love her. Betty. Anyway, go ahead. I would name my alter ego Veronica. I'll be honest. Parts of the show that I really enjoy, there are great female friendships. There's also the mean girl aspects. They tackle sexual harassment. There's mystery. There's romance. The movie, the music is the outfits are fantastic. The adults have their own drama. Ooh. Uh, Grown-up Ski Ulrich is still hot, and I have loved him since teenage years. I have a question. Do you think he's a discount Johnny Depp? The answer is yes. (laughs) Okay. I loved him in Scream. Right. Yes. Um, So good. Before they – so he plays Jughead's dad. Oh, okay. And before they had a casting for Jughead's mom, Ski Ulrich was interviewed saying he wanted Naomi Campbell to be Jughead's mom. And I supported that 100%. That's really twisted. But they great. did not cast her. Oh, bummer. So anyway. Who is his mom? Do you know? Uh, Gina Gershon. 
Oh, uh, Showgirls. Yes, Showgirls. Uh, this show has everything from romance to a murder mystery, secret incest, gangs, drugs, the mob. Incest? Like, it's got it. It's like secret incest. They don't know it's incest. It's fantastic. Oh, that's Shakespearean, isn't it? Um, some of the things that I think are hilarious, they somehow they reference Olivia Pope from Scandal, but it's called The Matchlorette instead of The Bachelorette. What in the fuck? Okay. And instead of Grinder, it's Grindum, and they have a game lad instead of a game boy. Like that is some funny. Of things are funny. This show is, it's it's dark, but it has lighter elements, and I feel like it does a really good job blending genres. Oh, neat. One of the articles I read actually said it's Twin Peaks meets Dawson's Creek. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to watch this, like, right now. I actually really like it. A lot of people like it. The other interesting, like, just something that stood out to me that I really loved. One of the girls is reading the turn of the screw right as her family may or may not be trying to kill her. Oh my God. Are you serious? I was like, yay, the turn of the screw shows up again. There it is. So the first two seasons are on Netflix and the third season is currently airing Wednesday nights on the CW. Cool. I will check that out. I enjoy it very much and i know it's like a teen drama whatever but i really like it we're allowed to like teen dramas all right uh i did have a question are you a betty or a veronica veronica obviously sorry i ruined your question that's okay are you what are you uh betty oh okay you're nice yeah uh i'm not oh sorry so i feel like betty in this is nice with maybe darker elements underneath that's cool that's really and cool I feel like that might be a little more who i am i agree so i am nice with maybe darker shades down deeper <laughs> sugar and spice i am sh- rainbows and shun- sunshine with a black heart <laughs> <laughs> yes anyway riverdale i recommend cool i'll give that a watch All right. Are you good? Yeah. Okay. Our next episode will be out next Sunday. It is Bird Box by Josh Mallerman with another Netflix movie. We accidentally did, what is it, four Netflix movies in a row? Because the one after this is Dumpling, which is also on Netflix. So we seriously either need to get paid by them or (laughs) veer away from this. Right. Yeah, it was not on purpose. (laughs) This was not on purpose. I'm very sorry. Let's call it the Netflix affair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We would love to hear from you. You can find us on our website at thelitflixpodcast.com. Abby has worked very hard on a website, so please check it out. You can also email us at thelitflixpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you any suggestions or any comments you have. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We would love if you would tell your friends or family about us. And the more in this little book club of ours, the better. And until next time. Cheers.